Continuing with the, our seven lessons from Matthew 7, and this morning we are looking at the seventh chapter of Matthew, and we're looking at verse 7 through verse 11. Oh, hear these words that Jesus speaks. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. If there is anyone among you who, if a child asks for bread, will give a stone. Or if a child asks for a fish, will you give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things? Good things to those who ask him. That is God's word for us this morning. Well, the first thing, and this is about prayer, and the first thing we might say about prayer is that it's not a shopping list directed to a heavenly dispensary. It's not a drive-through, you know, fast food drive-through window where you place your order and immediately get a blessing burger. There is a uh, rhythm to what happens in prayer. And the words that Jesus has spoken to us this morning are not three separate kinds of actions. Jesus, drawing on his Jewish tradition and his Jewish roots, uses these three words, ask, seek, knock, as a way to give us express to us how prayer happens. It's not one thing, it's all three of these things. There's not a formula here if you ask first and then you later seek and then you later knock, then you get God's gift or God's answer. It is an expression for how we pray. So, When we ask in this prayer that is a quest, an expectation, when we're asking, we're asking with expectation. We begin the quest. Uh, When I was looking at these words, the uh, verses from a Garth Brooks song came to me. I don't know how many of you are Garth Brooks fans. But uh, some years ago, Garth wrote a, wrote a song, sang a song called Sometimes I Thank God for Unanswered Prayer. And it, the song is really a story about Garth's uh, really growing, growing up years. And he writes the song in response to something that happened to him at a high school reunion. He went to that reunion and he met a girl that that he had hoped to date and that he wanted to date and then he prayed every single night that uh, he could go out with and that they could become boyfriend and girlfriend. And she was there with her husband and he was there with his wife. He sensed a change in her. She was not all that he remembered her to be. And in the song he says, I kind of saw the same thing in her. She looked at me and I could tell... I wasn't the same person that she remembered either. But in the experience, 
of remembering how much he prayed, how much he asked. He concludes the song or concludes uh, in the chorus, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayer. And he goes on to say, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayer. We ask. But sometimes the answers that that come to us uh, may be no answers at all. It may be not now or no. Or it may be something unexpected, totally unexpected. Uh, Years ago, as soon as I graduated from seminary, I went to work in migrant labor camps down in North Carolina. In one of the camps, we did a worship service every Wednesday evening. And we gather with those workers and gather with the, the crew boss, the guy who ran everything. And at the end of any worship service, we'd all gather in a big circle out in the field. And we'd all hold hands and we'd all pray together after we took prayer requests. On one particular evening, during the request time, the crew boss said, I want you to pray that the drug problem would be taken away from the camp. That we won't have, that, that that'll be gone. That desire for drugs will be gone. You take it away. The God will take it away. And so we prayed for that that night. Well, lo and behold, the next night on the 6 o'clock news, on the evening news, as I was watching TV with my mission partner, the guy who was working with me in in all these uh, labor camps, uh, we noticed a familiar face on TV. And he's being arrested. There's a police raid. It's the crew boss. The police had gone to the labor camp and arrested him for possession and dealing drugs. Well, we visited him in the jail. And we asked him, I asked him, I said, well, I guess you didn't expect that answer to the prayer, did you? And he said, "Uh, well, no, I didn't. But he said, uh, I'm, you know, uh, unlike a lot of folks that go to jail, uh, his immediate response was, but I, you know, this is where I belong. I did, I did wrong. And he said, you may not understand uh, how these labor camps work, Greg, fully, since this first summer you've been doing it. But one of the ways we, we, have, we use to keep people in the camps and one of the ways that they demand that we, uh, we use to keep them in the camps is to provide drugs for them. If there's no work to be done, if you're in a drought, and we were in a drought, and there's not as much uh, work to do, and we're sitting around waiting for work to do, uh, that's how you keep them in place so that when the work begins, they're there to do the work. And so our problem in our camp had gotten really bad, and I know I was part of it. So God, uh, yeah, God answered my prayer in a way I didn't expect. But God did answer prayer. So we ask. Paul says to the church in Philippi, he says, let all your requests be made known to God. Everything in prayer and supplication. The God of peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We ask. We seek in the midst of our asking. Another song that came to my mind as we were doing this is a song that uh, you too 
sang in the 80s, Bonham. And many of you may not know, may, may not be familiar with you too. You may not be familiar with Bono, but Bono is a strong, strong Christian. And a lot of the lyrics that, that he wrote uh, have spiritual orientation. So in that song about seeking, he says, I believe in kingdom come. Then all the colors bleed into one. But yes, I am still running. You broke the bonds of my shame, and you loosed my chains. Carried them to the cross, carried to the cross my shame. Oh, my shame, you know I believe it. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And in hearing uh, Bono talk about those words, he said, yet for me personally, in seeking... I've found Jesus Christ, and he's made a profound difference in my life. I know that personally, but I'm talking about kingdom come. You prayed it this morning in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come. And I look across this world, and I look across this nation, and I can see that God's kingdom is far from having come. So we can seek God personally in our life. Pray for God through Christ to change us, to mold us, to make us into what God wants us to become. But we still haven't found what God really wants for everyone. Because God is talking about, and Jesus talks about, the kingdom of God, near, come near. When we look across our country and we see the violence, and we see the hateful talk that people engage in, the divisions uh, between us, and the divisions that are encouraged by others. And we look at that, and we know God's kingdom. We still haven't found what we're looking for. So we still pray. We pray fervently, not just for the personal relationship that we need and want with Jesus Christ, but for what our country needs, for what our world needs, for God's kingdom to come. We seek and we knock. Some of you may be fans or at least be familiar with the TV show The Big Bang Theory. Nancy and I have watched that for uh, years. It's been on, I guess it's been on TV long enough to be legendary. It's been on 10 years, I think. But there's uh, one part of the show that uh, is, has become a, a kind of a central part of, of any show. And when it begins, or any time that sequence begins, people will start laughing just because it's happening. It happens when Sheldon uh, appears before a door, and the door is usually Penny. So we're going to show you what Sheldon does if you don't remember. Penny! Penny, Penny. Good morning. Do you have any idea what time it is? Of course I do. My watch is linked to the atomic clock in Boulder, Colorado. Penny, Penny, Penny. Sheldon, what is it? Leonard's asleep. (laughs) 
persistence in knocking and continuing to knock until the doors open. And I like that response, and that happens often on the show if you ever watch it when Penny finally opens the door and she says, What do you want? Or do you have any idea what, what time it is or whatever the response will be? But the idea to knock. I had an African-American minister I heard years ago. And he said, you really don't know what prayer is until you've stood at the door knocking until your knuckles are bleeding. You continue to knock. You're persistent in prayer life. You don't give up. You don't quit. You continue to seek to ask, to knock, to pray. C.S. Lewis, in talking about his prayer life in the movie Shadowlands, Uh, C.S. Lewis was a professor at Oxford University. He became one of the greatest uh, spokesmen for Christianity, certainly in the 50s and 60s and really beyond through the books that he has written. In the movie At this particular uh, point in the movie, Lewis uh, is praying every single day, asking, knocking at the door. Because his wife, the wife that he met later in his life, the love of his life, is terminally ill. And he's praying for a miracle. And he does it, uh, not doesn't just go in the chapel for five minutes. Every day he's in there for a half hour, for an hour. Praying for his wife. Lewis had been an agnostic before he found Christ in his life. And many of his colleagues were still agnostic or atheist and questioned uh, Lewis often about his faith. In this particular scene, one of his colleagues comes to him and says, Do you really think, an agnostic uh, colleague, do you really think prayer? this prayer is doing any good? I don't see any change in your wife. I don't see her getting any better. In fact, all I can see is she's getting worse. What good is the prayer doing? Why are you even bother? Why do it? Lewis said, I don't know what the outcome will be with my wife. I trust that to God and to God's hand and God's keeping. But I know this much about prayer. It's changed me. I'm not the person that I was before I started all this. It's changed me. And prayer does change us. Prayer brings us into relationship, into conversation with God. It may take us a while to get there, but don't stop. Don't go up to the fast food, the drive-in window, and expect that you're going to get the order immediately and it's going to be perfect and it's going to be exactly what you ordered. Don't stop. Don't quit. Prayer changes us. Prayer changes. God, the loving parent, Jesus gives us illustration about the persistence, the asking, the seeking, the knocking that we need to do. He says, you know, think about this. If your kid, if your child comes to you and asks for bread, you're not going to give them a stone. 
You're not going to mock them. You're not going to make fun of them. You're not going to say, yeah, you want bread here? Take this stone. If your child comes to you reaching out, you're not going to put a snake in their hand. You're not going to endanger them. You're not going to put them at risk. We come to God in prayer. God is always gracious. God is always wise. God is always encouraging. God is always compassionate. God is always caring. We come to God in prayer, opening ourselves up, a gracious and wise, compassionate, loving God will hear us. And more than that, God will answer. Perhaps in unexpected ways. Perhaps the answer is no. Perhaps the answer that we seek will require a lot of patience and a lot of persistence, a lot of knocking before we're ready, perhaps, for the answer. But a gracious, wise God who loves you and cares about you will respond. Going to God in prayer is not, uh, is not our way to inform God or persuade God to give us what we want. It's an expression of our relation, our relationship to God through Jesus Christ, our relationship as dependent children who ultimately aren't in control of our own lives. But trust this wise, gracious God to give us everything that God knows that we need. Let's pray. God, we thank you for hearing us, for listening to us. Lord, for sometimes sometimes laughing with us and sometimes scratching your head at the things that, that we ask and the things that we seek. But God, you're there. And we thank you for that. We thank you for reminding us that through your presence in Jesus Christ in this world and in our life. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.